Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Pallett, your host. Thanks for joining us and Happy New Year. Many of us remember that first part-time job we had or that first internship we had and what it meant to us. But for young people who are in economically distressed situations, sometimes those opportunities aren't so hard to come by and that can lead to detriment later in life. There's an organization here in Northeast Ohio who helps those young people, YOU, Youth Opportunities Unlimited. Here to talk about the work that they do is their president and CEO, Craig Doran. Craig, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure. I like the mission statement. YOU puts teens and young adults on the path to economic self-sufficiency. This program is about helping kids get jobs, but it's really about a lot more than that. Absolutely. You know, you think about the path to economic self-sufficiency. It's about helping young people who maybe don't have the role models that a lot of us did to get coaching and mentoring, to learn about career opportunities. And really economic self-sufficiency doesn't come along until you're in your mid to late 20s for most of us. So that's why we say it's the path because we focus on 14 to 24, those real key years to help with career development. YOU's been around since 1982. Interesting origin story goes back to the mayor of Voinovich. Yeah. Yeah, I love our origin story, and I've been at YOU for much of our 40 years. We actually turned 40 years this, this year. Very early on in the Voinovich mayoral uh, administration, he was really intrigued with this public-private partnership idea that he became famous for, and YOU was really one of the first ones. In fact, uh, as fate would have it, right behind me is the Union Club. And as the legend goes, there was a meeting in the Union Club between Mayor Voinovich and the business leaders to really make sure that in the summer of 83, there would be less youth violence and keeping the young people of Cleveland engaged. So we were a public-private partnership. He came together with half a million. The private sector came together with half a million. And YLU was born. You grew up in Cleveland Heights and you went to Bowling Green State University. We have something in common. We're both first-generation college students from our families. I think going to college now has become, in some respects, so commonplace. You don't hear about that anymore. But talk about what that educational opportunity meant for you as the first generation of people to go to college out of your family. Yeah, it's very interesting because my the reason I've been at YOU as long as I have is because, for me, education was my ticket out of poverty. I grew up fairly poor. And, uh, and my mother was very uh, liberal in many, many ways. She allowed me to do many things, but I wouldn't dare get anything lower than an A, and she would get mad. And so education was really pounded into me as the uh, way for success. And my going to Bowling Green led me to, to be merging out of poverty. And that really inspired me to dedicate my life and career to helping others use education as their vehicle to get on, as we said, the path to economic self-sufficiency. You mentioned you've been at YOU a long time, 1989, right? 1989. So what are some of the jobs you held before you became president and CEO? Yeah, the shorter list is what jobs I haven't held. So I, I began as a career coach at Rhodes High School in Cleveland. I became a manager of a program at the former West Tech. I, along the way, worked at other schools like Collinwood and Max Hayes. I got promoted to run some programming, most notably a really interesting partnership in East Cleveland, ran for four or five years looking at the whole K-12 education system. And that was really just the first 12 years. The, the last 20 years, most of it, I have been either the vice president of programs or a variation of the chief operating officer. Four years ago, 
my a longtime mentor and good friend Carol Rifshin retired, and I took over for her as CEO. Let's talk about the importance of summer jobs. Depending on your circumstances, it can really make a big difference in a young person's life. And this goes beyond making money. What do we know about teens who have summer jobs? How does it help them down the line? Yeah, that's a, a great question. And, and most people know that summer jobs teach you the, the basic skills, coming on time, critical thinking, uh, the importance of teamwork. But what's lesser known, and this has been proven in a study locally by Case and nationally from everywhere from Chicago to Boston to Philadelphia, summer jobs really are, according to Dale England of the Cleveland Foundation, the closest thing you can get to to a silver bullet. Summer job, just a six-week summer job, no matter what you're doing, you could be working at a pool, uh, uh, sweeping the uh, floors, it leads to better graduation rates, better school attendance the next two years you go to school, less involvement with the justice system as a, as a juvenile, less involvement with the justice system as an adult, and if you were to get involved with the justice system, less uh, uh, high-level crime or violent crime. And these are all statistically significant causation factors. And we did a, a, a study with Case Western Reserve. We were able to compare young people who got the summer job versus those who didn't. Do we know what, what kind of effect it has on uh, earning power later in life? Is there any correlation there? Yeah, other studies, not the one we did, show that if you uh, any uh, teenager who works makes more money by, uh, again, a statistically significant amount than teenagers who didn't work. So you're gonna make more money later in life. It's predictive of, um, of that for sure. And another thing it's predictive of is you're more likely to save. We promote savings and promote young people opening up an account if they don't already have one. A lot of the young people we serve don't bank. We think it's kind of just normal to go to the bank. They maybe go to a check cashing place or other less than savory places to do their finances, we encourage them to learn about financial literacy, learn how to bank. One of the greatest distinctions between the middle class and poor people is uh, banking and having a savings account. Financial literacy is something we've talked about frequently on the landscape and its importance and how it's just something that it's not taught in schools. It's just assumed perhaps your parents will teach you that, but that's often not the case. Uh, absolutely not. And as the uh, father of two teens, even if you try, it's uh, nothing like real experience. And so one of the nice things about when you have a summer job, you are getting a check so it's real. And they can. Uh, we encourage them to save 20% and make a savings pledge at the beginning. And they can see what happens when you save. You have some money for that really fun stuff you want to do later. Youth Opportunities Unlimited partners with a number of organizations. I know that list is way too long to mention, but who are some of the partners you work with to help these kids get jobs and the internships we'll talk about? Yeah, well, so it's only a 20-minute podcast. I could do a one-hour podcast listing our partners. I'll say this. We partner with, I will name some, but we do really partner with everyone in town. So I want to apologize now for anyone major I have missed, but we work with community-based organizations. We work with businesses. So everything from the big three hospital systems, the clinic, UH, and Metro, to small nonprofits like Slavic Village Development, Shaker Heights Youth Center, Famicos, everything in between. Our main partners that really help us bring this up to scale really include all the school districts in the inner ring suburbs, really a call out to them, as well as for sure, Cleveland Metropolitan School District is 
year in, year out, our largest feeder of youth and one of our largest employers. And the city of Cleveland, Cuyahoga County, Ohio means jobs are really notable partners in this as well. When you go to talk to private partners who are not governmental agencies or education agencies, what do you talk to them about the benefits of hiring these young people? What, what, do, you, what do you convince them ever try to explain to them? Yeah, well, it used to be a harder sell because of the uh, great resignation and the talent crisis that all of our Cranes listeners are more than too familiar with. It used to just be maybe manufacturing and nursing had this issue. Now everyone has the issue. Really, the number one thing is uh, young people are very talented and they're, they will get work done for you. You have work done, they will get it done. Long term, it's the long game, and just like we're trying to get them to be economically self-sufficient. The other part of YIU's mission is to ensure that the employers and businesses of Cleveland have a pipeline so they can continue to thrive and grow. And what better way to introduce you to a pipeline than having a young person have a six to eight week summer job? Because the vast majority of jobs, if if everyone listening to this podcast thinks about what do you do, and then think, do most teenagers know about it? Unless you're a doctor, policeman, or teacher listening, the answer is probably no. Um, you know, they may vaguely know, have heard of what an account is, but have no idea what an account does, and all the other many, many jobs out there. So it's a great way to really ensure there's a pipeline for Greater Cleveland's future growth. Craig Dorn joins us today. He's the president and CEO of Youth Opportunities Unlimited. We're talking today on The Landscape, a Cranescaping podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Craig, let's start with high school students. I'm a kid. I'm eighth grade, 12th grade. How do you help me get a summer job? It is, it is pretty easy. And the YOU website opens every year on February 1st, closes on May 1st or so. And you go on the website, you can do this from a computer, you can do it from your phone, very easy. Registration takes about 15 minutes, 20 minutes as basic information. And in most years, almost everyone who registers gets at least invited to the process. Uh, And then uh, the process will be uh, an intake session where we ask for a little bit more paperwork. A lot of times people forget because we give our social security number for everything under the sun, but the original reason for a social security number is to be hired. So we ask you for things like your birth certificate to make sure you're the age you think you, you say you are, your social security number to prove you can legally work in the United States, and some other paperwork. Then we will match you, if you're a high school student, to a job close to your home. You may say, oh, I really want to work in a certain industry. Especially if you're younger, the most important thing is we find something close to your home so you can get there every day. As you're older, if you're maybe 17, 18, older high school, we do try to emphasize things more tied to your career as well. Still keep it close to home if possible. And we do offer everyone bus tickets so they can get to get to work and it's not an extra burden on them. I've often laughed about this with friends and family. I knew what I wanted to do when I was 10 years old, but I talk to young people all the time. They're juniors and seniors in high school. Sometimes they're in college. Like, I don't know what I want to do with myself. Or do you have training or, or opportunities to talk to kids about these are some things you might want to try or, or explore? Absolutely. So we a lot of what we do is about taking that opportunity to explore, to think, to reflect, We have uh, in our summer job program that we're talking about, we assign the young people to a job coach and to a case manager who even after their job, 
will reflect with them on, so what did you learn, Dan? Did you like what you did? Uh, do you think you'd want to do that or something else? And at this age, it's just as valuable if you find, ooh, I couldn't stand that. Um, my first summer job, and I still love the food at Davis Bakery, but I was like, oh boy, I don't want to work in food service. Get me to college. And so I was super motivated, and that's good. We have young people who have done our jobs and internships who have changed what they major in college later. And especially when you're poor, going to college, you don't have a lot of second chances. It's good to have it straight. But the other thing to be realistic about is teenagers, young adults, adults change all the time. And that's okay, because the most important thing you learn in the summer job is how to be successful in any job or in life. Show up, work hard, come on time, like Woody Allen said, 80% uh, of success is showing up. I probably shouldn't be quoting Woody Allen anymore, but it's still a good quote. Right. Are, did the training programs also involve just some general skills? How do you go on a job interview? Those kinds of things. Yeah. So there's two kinds of training. There's, uh, there's terms that a lot of people don't like, but most people know what they mean, hard skills and soft skills. Every YLU program has soft skills. How do you communicate? How do you... Uh, develop your resume? How do you interview? How do you solve problems? Uh, when you have a problem with your boss, you don't get mad and quit. How do you work through that? That type of training is really key for the young people. But we also do that ongoing throughout the program with those job coaches I mentioned, because I can tell you that, and then you actually experience that it's a little bit different. We also have many, many, many partners that help with hard skills. We don't train the hard skills. IT, healthcare, construction, just to name three. People, uh, young people learn how to develop web, learn some pre-apprenticeship skills for the construction trades. Uh, again, we partner with uh, so many people and a lot of them teach these hard skills that really give the young people maybe even a micro-credential that helps them along the way. Depending on your background, an internship can sometimes be something that's easy to get because mom and dad has connections or your, your school has those kinds of connections, but that isn't the case for everyone. Talk about the internship program you have, because it's also interesting in terms of payment, which is sometimes is usually not known for in an internship. Yeah. Yeah. Our rule of thumb, since every young person we work with comes from an economically distressed family or situation, we always make all of our work experiences paid. And yes, internships, there's such a thing in the world as, pay, as unpaid internships, but not in YOU land. Uh, and so our internship program is exactly what you described it beautifully. It's for young people who do not have the network, would not have the wherewithal through connections to get an internship. We uh, have them enroll and we find them an internship in the area of their interest. And then we do a lot of pre-work and post-work and reflection with them. And because our internship program is more about learning than anything else, we pay them a stipend. And they don't get the stipend unless they finish a capstone project in which they've reflected on what did they learn and what are they going to do with this and what is their career. So how do you generate the stipend? So uh, almost everything that YLU does... Uh, with our stipends and pain is subsidized by our generous donors. So one partner, I want to make sure I got in a call out to a great partner is the Cleveland Foundation. And so places like the Cleveland Foundation, Deaconess, as well as the city and the county uh, give us funding. So we are able to subsidize this work. So you talked about how do we convince employers? That's certainly a great argument as well. 
uh, we're often paying for it. Although, especially to the Crane's audience, uh, and going back to our original model when I told you George Voinovich paid for half and the business community paid for half, I do think more and more we're going to want the business community to kick in more because the value is really strong. It's a good value add and good return on investment. Sometimes internships can be, a, I don't know, I hate to use this term, a waste of time. You spend your day filing papers and not doing much or, you know, you're not really learning anything. Is there, is there ways that YOU make sure that the kids are actually engaged in things that are going to be productive for them? Absolutely. I really uh, appreciate that question. So we make sure our internship uh, program has a scope of work and that each intern is assigned a mentor within the experience who is taking the time to, and we, we have staff that sit down with the employer and really formulate a very careful plan so they're not just filing, they might be doing some filing, but they're also attending meetings uh, and they're engaged in the real work. My favorite story, and I will not name the architectural firm, but we had two interns who were uh, just double checking some of the drawings uh, and it wasn't, uh, it, you know, it was saved the firm hundreds of thousands of dollars because our interns found some errors that their architects couldn't find. That was a real value add and they were doing something really important to the organization. We have some interns who just uh, did a podcast. Uh, some young ladies learned how to do a podcast. Uh, it just it was released uh, recently. So they're learning, they're really doing engaging hands-on learning activities. And we have staff who hold the hand of the employer to make sure it's a meaningful experience. Now, much of our conversation, Craig, is centered around high school kids. There are programs, though, from YOU that, that deal with people who are a little older than high school. Yes, absolutely. There's actually, this is before the pandemic, so you can imagine this number is greater. In Cuyahoga County alone, there were 22,000 17 to 24-year-olds who were completely disengaged with the workforce, doing absolutely nothing. It was a heavily skewed more to the city of Cleveland, more uh, young people of poverty and more minorities. So these are young people that we call opportunity youth, a great opportunity to get them while they're still young, engage in the workforce and address those pipeline needs that we talked about earlier. We have programming with some of our partners like Ohio Guidestone Towards Employment and Cuyahoga Community College, to name three, where we work with the young people uh, and meet them where they are and give them some really short-term, as I've said before, micro-credentials. They're not going to suddenly go to college or even get a two-year degree. Six, eight, ten weeks, get them back in the workforce, pay them for training so they're really engaged. These are really successful programs, and anyone on this podcast who knows a, a 17 to 24-year-old who's doing absolutely nothing, send them to the YLU website. We'll either help them out or connect them with one of our partners. I realize the pandemic has made all of this a lot more difficult for all of us, but what are some of the things that are coming in 2022? Yeah, so the uh, what I'm most excited about in 2022 is, uh, is uh, really an initiative uh, that is being generated mostly through CMSD and is the brainchild of Eric Gordon and several other uh, wonderful thinkers. And it's called PACE. And it's uh, the PACE program is a career exploration program that ultimately is gonna become a countywide program. 
it's starting in, in Cleveland. It is really looking at a whole new way. It's a true game changer, looking at career education grades six through 12, and partners like YOU again, College Now, many, many others, Junior Achievement, I could go on, um, are working with the Cleveland schools, again, uh, Cleveland Foundation, many others, to completely reimagine grades six through 12 career education. And all these things I've talked about while you become part of the uh, fabric of what is gonna be happening for all the young people in Cleveland schools, whether you go to college or whether you go right into the workforce afterwards. That's what I'm most excited about in 2022. That's great. Thank you, Greg, for sharing some of this information with us. One of the things we've talked about over and over on the landscape is the need for a trained workforce in Northeast Ohio. We hear that from our business leaders all the time. So glad you guys are doing your part. Greg Dorn from Youth Opportunities Unlimited, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Dan. It's been my pleasure. Really appreciate it. We're glad you could join us as well for the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.